Welcome back to Just One Question. And this is uh, part of our new launch of a new season or series or whatever the heck you call it on Just One Question. And as such, we are honored and thrilled and excited to have one of our favorite guests of all time, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Rebecca Heiss, who is, she is an evolutionary biologist. And that sounds cool. That sounds like something, you know, in the new Indiana Jones movie, there should be one of those on the team. I've always wanted to act alongside Harrison Ford, you know, so that, that could work out. That could exactly. work out really well. Yeah. Well, have his people call your people. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she's the author of Instinct and a book you need to read in order to understand more about what the heck this evolutionary biology stuff is and how well are we suited to live in the modern world and a phenomenal public speaker. Uh, so, Rebecca, just tell us quickly, before we get to just one question, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited. You know, this is, we're kind of at the halfway point of the year, mm. uh, middle of summer, just past 4th of July. Life is, life feels good. Life feels good right now. I have no complaints. How about yourself? Also good. Also uh, thrilled to survive the hottest day of the year, July 3rd. Oh my gosh, that's the hottest right. day hottest ever. Hottest day of the year. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. And, and ever. And, yeah. And continuing on upward, right? That's uh, that's the trend. On to more important things, arguably, which is our question for just one question, the new series. How how is technology affecting uh, your world? How are you thinking about it? What is it? That's several questions I know. So, uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, um, just fit technology and your worldview together for us and tell us what's important. What, what should sure. we know from your perspective? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to take us down a little bit of a rabbit hole here because, Excellent. you know, I mean, starting in, in an <laughs> unlikely place is kind of my, my go-to plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I recently read this report. It was a 2023 report on the state of American men and it came from Equimundo. So there are a couple mm -hmm. stats that, that caught my attention straight away. And here's what they were. 40% of all men say that they trust one or more men's rights, anti-feminist, or pro-violence voices. And that goes up to about 50% when we get to the younger men's groups. And then the second stat was that more than, most of the youngest men trust the online, arguably you could very easily label him as a misogynist, influencer Andrew Tate, who was recently arrested in the sex trafficking ring allegations, uh, more than they trust our president our current sitting president. So 20% trust Tate over 15% Biden. So this kind of like, it blew my mind reading this report, right? So yeah. how do we bring this back to talking about technology and AI and, and all of the things happening? I can't wait I to think, see. <laughs> I think what's happening is that AI and all of the technology that we have hmm. enables us to create a ton more content, more rapidly than we ever have been able to to before. Mm -hmm. We get to blast it out to more people than ever before. So we live in this extremely noisy space. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happening is that in order to stand out, these voices like a Tate or, man, I don't want to pick on people, but they get more and more extreme mm -hmm. in order to simply, you know, stand out from the noise. So we have these controversial characters catch catching our attention because otherwise we're just drowning in this this background noise. It's kind of like the reason why you can't look away from a train wreck. I mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I began thinking about this because my how it applies to me and what I do, I look at my most popular blog posts. 
And the, the number one thing that I rank number one on Google search for is why women can't lead. Now, of course, like this blog is, is all about how you know, we haven't included the skill sets that women naturally bring to leadership and the definition of leadership and all the ways that women are leading without being recognized as being leaders. Mm -hmm. But the point is that it stands out because it's controversial. Mm -hmm. So returning to your question, um, how technology, good, bad, or ugly is, I think, dependent on us. Right? We all have these biases in our brains to pay attention to the train wrecks, to the controversial figures, to the things that are really loud and stand out. Mm. But I think that we are our own wizards at this point. So to, to extend the analogy, right, if you think about evolutionary biology, we've had an environment that for years and years and years and years shaped us based on, you know, who survives and who's able to reproduce. Well, we've kind of removed ourselves from that environment. So we're the wizards that are driving our own evolution at this point. And the scary thing about that, right, is is you pull back that curtain, there's just a scared person behind the curtain. It's us. <laughs> um, you know, like, so we get to determine what patterns we're going to respond to, what patterns we're going to reinforce in our own in our own brains. And that will tend to depolarize or repolarize us in into our future directions. Mm. Um, so I think there's I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that I've said there. Um but I'll, I'll bring it around to this point. Um, as thought leaders, as influencers, I think this, this is a really important question to ask is how do we even use technology in a manner that is useful and helpful and not taking advantage of these biases, but also getting our messages out? Do we play mm -hmm. into those extremes to steal attention or do we not? And you know that that's my bigger question i don't have an answer to it but maybe i'll i'll pose that question back to you and see where we get oh so many things come to mind it's absolutely fascinating <laughs> so uh thank you for taking us down that rabbit hole uh, the, sure yeah the first thing that comes to mind is uh the innocent days of even five or or ten years ago when we were trying to get attention earlier on in the social media era and it was uh clickbait in the headlines was a listicle or five ways uh, that you could do this or six ways you could do that. Right. And then it was um, surprising fact you didn't know. It may surprise you to learn that, you know. And, yeah, sure. And and those things at the time seemed a little dangerous. And from our sort of journalistic integrity uh, uh, standpoint, we tried not to give into them. Mm -hmm. But how much darker is it? And how much more important is it not to give in to just your worst excesses um, if that's ultimately what gets attention? And it takes okay. me back even further uh, to the era before social media when there were what we call gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. So uh, rather than um, being able to help uh, launch your book via TikTok or Instagram or something like that, um, you had to rely on the editor of the New York Times Book Review, who was a very well-educated person <laughs> who didn't uh, put a lot of stock in the extremes because he or she had been educated in a more traditional world and and had criteria for how you could pick things and whatnot. And we all decried at the time how uh, how stultifying and how unfair and, and yeah. how... Uh, the gatekeepers were, and more seriously, how they kept out uh, 
uh, underrepresented voices. Mm-hmm. And 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 then the floodgates opened, and now we have uh, uh, we have these extremes that make us feel uncomfortable. Is there? I mean, the question that comes to mind is just: Is there any saving of humanity from its worst excesses? You know, I am an eternal optimist and a realist. So okay. these these could be these can be really difficult to balance when it comes to human evolution and human behavior. Mm. Um, I, I do think there's hope, right? I do because that's why would you why would you go on if there wasn't? Mm. Um, and I I think when the more that we recognize that we are our own wizards, right, as individuals, the more we can make choices to not click that bait, to not pay attention to those loud voices just because they're loud and controversial doesn't mean that they actually have more to say. Mm-hmm. And to be more selective in the way we take in information. So I do think there's great hope. And as a realist, I know that our brain biases us towards uh, paying attention to things that we think are scary or dangerous or novel or different. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, recognizing again those biases that we have, um, I think is going to be key to to really evolving as a species using the more traditional biological definition of of evolution right can we change the patterns in our brains as a society as a species not just as individuals um and that's going to be a little bit more challenging i mean we started this whole conversation with it's yesterday was the hottest day ever on record because it's really difficult to get an entire species to change their behavior um, around global warming, for example, when we're not seeing those immediate results. Uh, and I think this is another one of those long-term, long-tail problems where, yeah, maybe I change and I'm not clicking those, but there are 4 billion other people that are clicking in and getting that information. And that's that's really tough. Yeah, and another bias of the brain is uh, for immediate scary things rather than long-term things right. that because they're far enough off, don't seem quite as scary, AKA global warming. Yeah, so um, our our ability to survive in an era where it meant surviving on a day-to-day basis and being able to run away from saber-toothed tigers and, and, and collect food in, in the short term mattered a whole lot more. And now, now we have very different problems. How will we do it? How will we survive? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and again, I think, I think quite optimistically, like we can, we just have to recognize we're not running from tigers anymore. We're running from bigger problems that are more complex. And, uh, and instead of running, we really need to use these brilliant gifts that we have to, to actually adjust the brains that, that we have. Well, if anybody can remind us to do that and keep us on that task, it is Dr. Rebecca Heiss. So thank you for being on just one question. Thank you for, for, Coming back to me with a question, which I'm now going to worry about in my reptilian brain <laughs> all the rest Sorry. of the day. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome to see you, and I I appreciate very much the thought and the rabbit hole was uh, a brilliant way to to uh, open up a big well, question thanks. about technology. So, thank you very much for being on just one question. Well, thanks for having me here. I think I probably added more questions than I should have for just one question, but perfect. hey, living in that cloud of ambiguity, I think is a good space to be in. Rebecca Heiss, everybody. Thanks so much for having me, Nick. 